Well, the other thing I do in terms of digital publishing is I have a blog, and I've had one for nine years. Live from our studio in Babson Park, Massachusetts, it's the Fred Opie Show. My first book came out in 2008. A friend that I knew in the came and he heard an event and he said, wow, this is really great stuff. He said, do you have a blog? I said, huh? Are you using Facebook? I said, for what? Are you on Twitter? I said, what? It's all free, Fred. And over a period of time, I learned how to do this. You know, we had a, a, pre a preeminent scholar come and do a talk and I was privy to sit down and to dinner with him. And we're sitting over dinner somehow, my blog came up because we're in a restaurant. And he said, blogging? Why do you waste your time doing that? I'm saying, this dude just don't get it. But he doesn't understand why I do this. At his stage, maybe it's not relevant, maybe it's not for him, I understand that. And there's two things that came out of it that I would share to people who think, oh, this is a waste of my time. In terms of return on investment, number one, it has made me a better writer. If you're working on a tight paragraph, and you're doing it every single day, or once a week, or twice a week, it's going to make you a better writer. And then secondly, when I have a journalist call me or a documentary film writer said, we will, I want to interview X, Y, and Z, I always ask this question, how did you find out about my work? Eight out of ten times, it's the blog. People are reading the content, and I'm able to share the content on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Depending on where somebody is in their field, if they're serious about intellectual uh, pursuits that will get out to the public, a blog is, the best, is, a, is a great way to do it. The blog also helps with my teaching content. I will link posts on my syllabus, the things that we're talking about during class. So my students will actually read that as part of the assigned reading. So they'll have some academic journal from a pre-review source, they'll have an academic textbook, and then they'll have a couple posts related to what we're doing. I have stories to tell them based on historical fact and archival research based on what I've been working on the blog. And so they always say, where do you get all these stories from? You post every day, you get a lot of stories. And it's helped my teaching skills because I'm thinking about how to meet a general audience. And guess what? Our students are a general audience. We don't have PhDs most of the time sitting in the audience. So if I can meet a general audience and, and see the kind of traffic, it's going to help me when I'm reaching undergraduate students. And it definitely has generated speaking and media opportunities. Uh, I've been very fortunate to be on NPR and a lot of different uh, outlets simply because Newspaper reporters will say, I found you, I found your blog. Sometimes they find me through Facebook. I got uh, a mention, and the book got a mention in Oprah Magazine off a woman who found me off of Facebook. I have no idea how that, how that worked out in book sale, but I'm sure if it had any of what Oprah factor is, it probably helped. Put a table, been on that show, and then BBC. I've been on one show for them. I tweet to them. I retweet a story and say, hey, look, I think this would be great for your audience. Let them know about what I'm doing. That, to me, is basics of blogging. Trying to write a great paragraph is not an easy thing. So it has made me a better writer, without a doubt. Much better writer than I ever have been. If you want to know more about what I'm doing, go to fredopi.com, which is my website. You can see information on the books I've published. There are two blogs that I host there, both a food and an athlete's blog, and there's both a food and an athlete's podcast.